If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Unique New York. Unique New York. Okay. Unique New York. Okay. Hard to say it. Say it. N- unique New York. Yeah. Okay. So, this is the intro. <laughs> intro okay hello i'm gabby hi i'm rob and this is provenance <laughs> podcast where i tell rob about a movie song book etc and the true story that inspired it today's episode will be a little different because i am doing the opposite i'm going to be telling rob about a true crime that was inspired by a movie Ooh, that sounds cool Yes, so I have a question for you. Yeah, okay. Have you ever watched a movie 100 times? Is there any movie that you've watched 100 times? I I think I should plead the fifth here. Is there? No, of course not. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm just wondering, because the killer that we are talking about today did, he watched The Queen of the Damned over 100 times by his own estimate. No, that's that's a sweet movie, but 100 times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, so Queen of the Damned is a movie based on Anne Rice's novel of the same name. It's a loose sequel to Interview with a Vampire. A vampire named Lestat wakes up from a long slumber to be drawn towards music he hears. He finds the source and soon, become, and soon becomes a member of the band, which mm. he skyrockets to fame. Mm-hmm. A young woman named Jessie becomes obsessed with him after reading his diary and she wants him to turn her. 
Meanwhile, a vampire named Akasha is awoken and she seeks out Lestat to make him the new king vampire because she has killed the previous king. Um, Queen Akasha is played by Aaliyah. Rest in peace. Mm. She has an unquenchable bloodlust and wants to ultimately wipe out mankind. Other vampires try to kill her and Lestat is forced to choose what side he wants to be on, good or evil. Making his decision even harder is the mortal, Jesse, who wants to be turned by him. Spoiler, if you have seen the movie, then continue listening for the next five seconds. If you haven't, then fast forward five or ten seconds. Queen Akasha is ultimately killed and the vampiric threat to mankind is defeated. Okay. All right. Spoilers over. Today we are talking about Alan Menzies. Um, and he is the man who became obsessed with this movie, specifically infatuated with Aaliyah's character, Queen Akasha. Menzies was a 22-year-old Scottish man living in West Lothian. Alan had a violent past. He severely assaulted a 13-year-old boy, stabbed a schoolmate, and attacked a family member with a knife. He was subsequently sent to a secure unit as a result of these crimes. The schoolmate he stabbed would later open up about the experience, saying, or he described Alan as a bully and explained his obsession with violence, noting his love of trigger warning for animal violence, but it'll be really short, um, noting his love of killing wild animals with his bare hands. Yeah. Um, and... Apparently, the knife that Alan used in this instance was one of the many hunting knives owned by his father. The young victim had to be kept at the hospital for several days to undergo treatments and tests since the knife had been used on wildlife before. Hmm. Um, So Alan seemed to have a hard time making friends and maintaining relationships, but a man named Thomas McKendrick befriended him when they were young and ended up becoming his best friend. Thomas actually introduced Alan to the movie and allowed him to borrow his copy. The movie infiltrated Alan's day-to-day life as he began to have delusions and hallucinations based on it. He believed that Akasha promised him immortality if he could bring her souls by killing people. Alan began going by Leon and had added Anne Rice novels to his collection. Investigators found disturbing notes scribbled in the books. One note said, The blood is the life. I have drunk the blood and it shall be mine, for I have seen horror. What? This dude's losing it. So, um, on December 11th, 2002, Thomas made his way over to Alan's house to hang out. After going inside, he would never be seen again. When Alan's father got home that day, he saw blood all around the house. Alan assured him he had just caught himself on a can, and I guess this lie was believable enough for his father because he just went with it. Hmm. Um, Thomas' family, on the other hand, would have to report him missing. Investigators searched the area with no luck until January 4th, and remember that he went missing on December 11th, so it's almost been a month that he's been missing. Mm -hmm. But on January 4th, they found his clothes bagged up and tossed on the moors. The moors? Yeah. This is in Scotland. Oh, 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 right. Yeah. A couple days later, they interviewed Alan and searched his home. Consequently, Alan overdosed and was taken to the hospital. Detectives found Queen of the Damned and... Wait, they searched his home and he overdosed because they searched his home? Yeah. 
because I think he was probably a little bit scared that they were going to. So know. he overdosed on police contact. I'm so confused. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I know you're joking, but obviously. Yeah, right, of course. No, he did not overdose on police contact. He overdosed on something. The sources did not say what it was, but some type of. So like he went and ate a bunch of pills or something when the police got there, maybe try to kill himself. It, yes. Well, it was after talking to them, but yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So detectives, while they were searching his home, found Queen of the Damned and Blood and Gold by Anne Rice in Alan's collection. Like I said earlier, he had scribbled disturbing notes on many of the pages. And finally, on January 18th, Constable Kenneth Gray noticed an arm protruding from a drainage ditch while he was searching through the woods. What? Yeah. Um, the body he found would be identified as Thomas McKendrick. An autopsy showed Thomas had experienced a brutal fate at the hands of a man he called his best friend. He had been stabbed 42 times over his face, head, and body, and he had been beaten over the head with a hammer-like object. Allen was arrested on January 22nd, and he was explicitly open about his guilt. He casually chatted with the arresting officers saying things like, how do you think things will go today? I'm going to get 20 to 25 for this, for doing him with a hammer and my Bowie knife, but I got his soul. He thinks he's going to get out? Yeah, apparently after 20 to 25 years. It, no way, dude. Yeah. Um. He continued, I drank his blood and ate a bit of his head. There was blood everywhere and I buried him up the woods. I ate a bit of his head? Yes. He's just telling the cops this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He okay. was super casual about it too. And okay. yeah, they were pretty taken aback and um, pretty sick over the fact that he's just like casually telling them how he killed his best friend. He also told officers that he stabbed Thomas with a kitchen knife and trigger warning for pretty gory um, shit. He said at one point he pushed the knife through his throat and into his brain. Alan explained that he used a wheelie bin to take Thomas' body to the shallow grave in the woods around 2 in the morning. And I'm thinking that a wheelie bin is like a wheelbarrow. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know for sure, but that's what I'm assuming it is. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Alan tried to enter a plea of guilty on the grounds of diminished responsibility, which would be like similar to someone in America um, pleading insanity, guilty by reason of insanity. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the crown did not accept it. And obviously the crown is like the prosecution. Right. Um, he told the court that Akasha would visit him and command him to kill. She promised to grant him immortality by turning him into a vampire as a reward for murdering someone. Apparently, Alan did not have a plan to kill Thomas that day, but had become suddenly enraged when Thomas asked, You don't really believe in vampires, do you? Alan said that Akasha was in the room with them when Thomas asked this, and she turned her back on him, which led him to believe she was offended by Thomas' question. So Alan attacked him. Wow. Yeah. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Alan told the court, at the end of the day, I knew I would have to murder somebody anyway. So if you did not murder somebody, you cannot become a vampire. Obviously. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. This is horrible. I know. Um, especially because they're best friends. Like that's what's really, really sad about it on Thomas's part is like this was his best friend from childhood. Yeah, this is his boy. Yeah. I mean And he fucking killed him. Brutally. Yeah. Um and I think the blood drinking and like flesh eating was part of what he thought was gonna like help him turn into a vampire. Well yeah. Um, so the crown had three psychiatrists assess Allen and all three agreed that he had psychopathic personality disorder, which is not a disorder that would allow him to claim diminished responsibility. Mm. Allen's defense attorney hired a psychiatrist who disagreed, diagnosing Allen with schizophrenia. With the opposing diagnoses, the judge told the jury, if you think the accused was lying when he reported experiences of hallucinations... There could be no diminished responsibility in these circumstances. So basically they had to decide whether or not they thought he was lying about having the hallucinations. Like about Akasha being in the room? Yeah. The jury came back in an hour and a half finding Alan guilty of murder and um, of attempting to defeat the ends of justice. At sentencing, the judge told Alan, in my opinion, you are an evil, violent, and highly dangerous man who is not fit to be at liberty, and you subjected Thomas McKendrick to a savage and merciless attack. You totally lack remorse. Um, He was ultimately sentenced to life in prison for his crimes. So he's not going to get out, period, right? Like no parole or... He wouldn't have, um, but on Monday, November 15th, 2004 which this happened in 2003 so like around a year later um alan was found dead in his cell in shots prison um he had hanged himself using a bed sheet and um so he's not immortal apparently not okay. no okay no. okay i just wanted to be sure which i do wonder if like if he 
wasn't lying about having hallucinations, which obviously the jury didn't believe that, but say he wasn't lying about it and he actually was. Did he kill himself thinking that he was going to go on to live another life where he was going to be an immortal vampire? Like rise from the grave? Yeah. Like, did he think that by killing himself, he would be able to like be reunited with Akasha or something like that? I, I don't know. I'm just wondering. Or was he just unable to deal with, you know, the prison environment and well, his mental health was just not. Either way, I mean, he's a very disturbed person. Yeah. He was. And, you know, if it's mental illness, obviously it doesn't excuse anything. But that's that's horrifying, you know, on both ends. Like, to to come across someone like that and have have that murder happen to you is terrifying. But yeah. It's also scary to me to think about flipping out like that and thinking like, really, you're like actually a vampire. Yeah. Um, like really believing that is, that's terrifying to me. Yeah. It is terrifying to like live in a different reality than everyone else. The other thing I was wondering though was like, cause I know in, America, obviously, I'm not a lawyer, so this is just, you know, my layman's understanding. Um, But you can't be found guilty by reason of insanity unless you didn't understand that what you were doing at the time was wrong. Right. Um, And so I don't know if it's, like, similar in Scotland for, like, the, you know, diminished capacity but if it is, then even if he was, like, hallucinating that Akasha was coming to him and telling him he needed to kill someone in order to become a vampire, would that, like, if those hallucinations were true, would that count as diminished capacity? Because he's doing it for a selfish reason. It's not like right. he, like... I feel like it sounds like he still understood that what he was doing was wrong because he hid his body, he hid his clothes, he lied to his dad about cutting his hand on a can, and that's why blood is everywhere. Well, well also, he, he said it himself. He's like, no, I knew I was going to have to kill somebody. You know, I, it's the sacrifice you have to make is kind of what that was sa- saying to me, right? Like, yeah. he knew it was bad to do that. It was wrong to kill someone. Yeah. But he was going to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So I I was just wondering about that because like, I don't know if just having, well, I know like in America, it's really, really hard to be found guilty by reason of insanity. So even having hallucinations and delusions, like a lot of times that is not enough to like meet the criteria for it, Um, which makes sense in instances like this like if you're still doing it if you still understand that what you're doing is wrong it doesn't really matter like as far as the law goes i mean like it doesn't really matter if you're having hallucinations or delusions yeah i mean i think there there probably should be another solution than putting that person in a cage um until they kill themselves right yes but uh you know not guilty by reason of insanity you know, isn't sufficient in this case. I don't think, I think you're correct. It, you know, maybe there's got to, there should be somewhere to put them, but I don't know what. Yeah. Where. At least like get them treatment that 
or like sustained treatment while they're in prison. Like right. it's torturous to deny someone medical treatment that they need. And dangerous for all of those that come in yes. contact with them too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the one thing that is like kind of good that came from this is it looks like um, Shots Prison like really looked at, you know, where they went wrong in their weaknesses and oh. like how he was able to hang himself because he was clearly a high risk for suicide. So they were really concerned with the fact that he was put in a situation where he could hang himself. And um, I think they went through and like looked at every step of the way from him coming there, like where he came from to him ending up in, what is it? Um, not general population, but like seg- the segregated unit. I think that's yeah, yeah, where he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so PC yeah. Or, uh, PC. What is that? Protective custody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know if it's like. That's what it was in um, Scotland, but I just know that he was in segregation. Something similar to that. Yeah, yeah. So um, they went through and really figured out how they can keep this from happening again, which I think is really good because a lot of times when things like this happen in the U.S., we just make excuses for mm-hmm. why it happened and nothing actually changes. So, um, yeah, I just it was kind of nice and refreshing to see that, like, that's not the case everywhere. Yeah, and I think I think there are prisons and jails here in the U.S. that, take ownership of those things and, and do their best to, to make changes. Uh, but that I also think the opposite is true as well. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to paint every institution with a broad brush. Um, I just am talking about, you know, things that I see too often more than they should be happening, you sure, know? Sure. Yeah. They definitely get more press, but it's still, God, the whole, the whole prison and, industrial complex just bothers me yeah how is how is prison an industry i know well no it's like a very american thing right it's not in other countries how can we make money off of everything yeah yeah i mean it's modern day slavery literally it's in the 13th amendment yeah um but yeah, that's the story of Thomas McKendrick and Alan Menzies. Um, and it is really, really tragic and very terrifying. Um, and also, like, how much can you really blame on, like, a particular movie or piece of art? I don't truly believe that, like, that piece of art bears any responsibility for what happened because I think someone like this is going to be seeking out any anything that like he can you know indulge in like fantasy wise right. so it doesn't really matter what movie it was like right. he was going to find something that was going to ingratiate itself into his hallucinations and delusions right it's like it would be like blaming Exorcist 3 for what Jeff Dahmer did. Like, come on. Yeah, there's literally, like, some of the articles that I came across 
not by the most, you know, reputable, reputable sources, but um, they did compare Jeffrey Dahmer and The Exorcist 3 with Alan Menzies and oh. Queen of the Damned. So did I. Yeah. Huh. So I guess you could be a journalist. Really got my, my finger on the pulse here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fun. I, I really, uh, this, this story is disturbing and it's late at night and I have to go to bed right now and I'm going to be thinking about this as I do. And I don't necessarily like that. This is terrifying. I'm sorry. That's okay. I signed up for this. I really enjoy spending my time here with you doing this. But Thank you. Boy. Thank you. And next time we will do the opposite of what we did today. So back to the Ooh. original where I will tell you about some piece of art um, and what inspired it. We'd like to tell you what it is, but you're going to have to tune in next time. (laughs) Yeah, tune in next time and you'll hear. (laughs) All right, everybody. See ya. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.